there's always a doubt on any decision that you make. Could I do it better? Could I do it different? But I think we have gone with our instincts. And sometimes we have made decisions that haven't worked out. So we just have to assume the mistakes and just change the course of the decisions that we have made. And that's how we have run the business up until now. Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm so, so excited to have Carolina from Plain to See on the show today. Carolina Montanez is absolutely amazing, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Carolina, welcome. Hi, Phoebe. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's so good to have you and really, really grateful that you are on the show as well. Now, before we get stuck into it, Carolina, obviously what we're here to talk about today is your journey and what you've gone through in having come from a multinational company and obviously working with women in in multiple different types of corporate environments and Now you are one of the directors in a women-led company, Plain to See, in a mostly, I would say, a male-dominated industry. And you guys are kicking goals and, you know, really taking the lead. And I'm super excited to share these insights with my audience. But I'd love to know before we begin where your journey started and how it evolved to where it is today. Well, are we talking about my personal journey? Because it's a little bit of, yeah, a big mix of personal and professional. I came from, well, I was born in Colombia. And about 17 years ago, I came to Australia to finish my education. So I did an MBA here. So when I came to Australia, I was working on an international freight forwarding company in Colombia before I left. I contacted the same company, which to my advantage, she was a multinational and say, look, I'm here. I'm a student. I'll do anything. Like I'll pick up the phone. I'll, I'll do filing. I just wanted to have a job. Obviously, like many of us people that are coming from overseas, we just need something of, to work on. So I was very lucky that um, they gave me a filing job. So I started to work with them. And then I met an amazing gentleman that he saw something in me and he said, I think that we can use you in the sales department. So I started as a sales coordinator, just looking after six reps. And I was just typing their quotes, having everything ready. And when the reps were on the road, they were happy for me to talk to clients. And I started to obviously develop a little bit more of skills because I thought that I was a good salesperson. But being a salesperson in another language is totally a different challenge. And lucky for me, they gave me the opportunity to start working in freight here and in Australia. After that, I was handheld by a company to tell me that there was somebody that saw my CV and they were interested in me. And so I met them and that's when I met Anna, which is one of the directors for Plain to See International. So she was the general manager for that particular company. 
we, I interviewed and I said, look, I really want to work with you guys. And at the time, I actually was looking for a sponsor. And Anna was very nice to say, you know what? Yeah, we help you on the journey of a sponsorship. So that's when I said that my personal growth kind of intertwined with my professional growth here because they helped me to come to Australia and stay here permanently. So I worked with that particular company for just under five years. And that's when the four founding members, Anna, Jody, Nikki, and myself met. And, and we had such a good chemistry. We would just work. And there's nothing. A lot of people say, oh, you know, when girls get together, there is like problems and all of this talking behind their back and all of that. But that has never happened between the four of us. We just get the job done. So when I was working with them for under five years and that company, unfortunately, went under administration. So we all lost our jobs. <laughs> Somebody came in and said, this company no longer exists. Pack your belongings and you're out of a job. So that was probably one of the hardest periods for us because all of a sudden we're on the street. Some of us have company cars. We didn't even have a way to get home. So we have to call our husbands and say, can you please pick me up? Because I have no way to come home because they took everything from us. And then Anna, we all started to look for a job, but we wanted to stick together because we have such a good relationship. So one day Anna and Jody were talking and said, look, we've been doing this for 20 plus years for somebody else. Why did we give it a go? We have Nikki, we have Carolina, and we're lucky that Anna was, looks after the overseas agents. Jody has a great experience in operations. Nikki does the, the accounts part, and I was doing sales and customer service. So we kind of covered the basic of a little basic company. And they contacted me and said, what do you think? And I said, I mean, I mean, and the four of us just, Anna and Jody got in the car and went and tried to get an ABN number. We got laptops. We went to and bought the the most the cheapest laptops that we could find, and we set it up. And on the second of May, yeah, ten years ago, it will be eleven years next month. We started, and the rest is history. Like everything in between, it's been an amazing journey. Wow, that is so amazing that you guys went from working together in a company and that went completely bankrupt to going. You know what? Let's go and create our own company and. I can imagine there would have been so many challenges and trials and tribulations as well in in that time. How did you manage to get past the first five years of the business? That's what I'm very curious about because I know startups aren't easy and this type of business is definitely not easy. How did you guys manage? I think that because we wanted so hard to stay together, we knew that there was big sacrifices to be made. During the first couple of years, payments were not coming through like as a big salary or anything like that because that money needed to be put into the cash flow. I was lucky that at the time I had my own car, but Anna Anna, and Jody didn't have cars. So all of a sudden they Luckily, there were cars in their families and they were all little cars that they were they didn't work, they didn't have air conditioning. But we have to make that sacrifice as well as we just needed to get the job done. It was tough for us mentally to start from pretty much losing everything. And when a company went back, goes bankrupt, you have to wait for everything to happen to get all your entitlements and all of that. So that was in the back of our head. But we just focus on what we could have done. And, and what we did is we just 
we thought about we're going just to have a small pool of clients. Of course, there were clients that supported us from day one and we're still working with them and we're very, very grateful with them. And there was clients that were a little bit skeptical about us starting up and then looking after the freight, which it was fine. We still kept in contact with them. And we have clients that have come back after two or three years that they have seen that we are, you can actually do it. So I think that we don't look at the first five years as we look at it as a big sacrifice, but a sacrifice that has paid off. I think we managed to get more people on board. Now we have 13 people. So, and we have such a different organization for when we started. So I think that the hardest part of the five years was the sacrifices that we have to do just to make it work. And I think that I just put that in the past <laughs> and I just put it in, in a little box where I don't remember, but luckily we have each other and that's all what we needed to push through. And when you say sacrifices, you know, I can imagine that obviously time would have been a big one, but what, did that also affect your lifestyle not having Because I know there are a lot of listeners today that are probably also transitioning out of a stable job or a corporate world where they want to forge the way and do something for themselves. What was that sacrifice like? Like, What did it actually entail? Well, the biggest sacrifice was obviously the financial sacrifice that we have to make. So all of a sudden being all girls, like we like to get our heads, our hair done and our nails done and go out with girlfriends from time to time. But we just made it work. So we were going to each other's houses and just buying the color at the supermarket. And we all have terrible hair colors for five years, but that's fine. Like, and we did it and and we just make it work in a way. I think that I'm very lucky that the four of us just making fun. We try just to just to take the mickey out of it. And yes, we are in this situation, but this is what we're doing. I remember one of the days Anna and Jody were doing their hair and they ended up baking brownies just because there was nothing else to do and they burned the brownies. So it's just everything that we did just to make it more bearable, but definitely it's paid off. And for everybody that is considering or is jumping out of a stable job to get into into business, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of sacrifices. And to lose that financial stability is super scary. But when you start getting your clients to support you, everything else is forgotten. And when you start having some stability with the money coming in and, and with the bills being paid, and you just adjust. I think that as human beings, we can just adjust to anything that throws at us. And I remember talking to the girls and saying, look at like little kids, like little kids. If it's sunny, they play outside. If it's raining, they don't play outside and they're okay with it. They're trying to find a way. So if little kids can be so flexible, why we can't be flexible as well? Absolutely. And I think that that childlike mentality is so, so important. And coming back to like plain to see, I think no matter what industry, what job, what role you play, I think if we can have that childlike mentality, we can bounce back from failures because you never see a child resent someone or hold grudges, right? They don't talk about what happened last week at the playground. They don't talk about all of that. They they have this like curious mindset as well, which is so important. I'd love to also get your take on the current, I guess, the freight industry. I know we're transitioning a little bit in this conversation, but obviously in Australia, 
Freight is very, very, I'd say a little bit slower than normal. COVID had a big effect to play. Our ports are obviously congested. Anytime we're ordering things from overseas, it takes a long time for it to get here. How does Plain to Sea help people to navigate this whole delivery process and freight and all of that? How do you help your customers? Well, that's a very, very, it's an excellent question because a lot of people, I'm glad that to a certain degree that now freight is, is starting to make the news. Like you can see on in the TV or in the newspaper, there are actually articles about what the situation was happening because for so long we were explaining to clients, this is what's happening. And I actually had a client telling me it's not in the news, so it's not happening. And all this situation that has happened due to COVID, I would say, well, obviously we depend, heavily depend on our imports because we're an island. We need everything from overseas and we export most of our stuff overseas as well. And after COVID, especially COVID had a huge impact in the international freight because everything stops. There was no, and when I said everything stops is mainly the air freight. So there was a lot of industries that they were relying heavily on the air freight. And all of a sudden, there's no passengers, there's no flights, there's no flights or the airplane stops. So when that happened, everybody shifted to sea freight and say, okay, well, if we can't move air freight, we need to move it anyway. We move in via sea. And there were just so many vessels and so many containers that are around the world. So all of a sudden, you were Having, yes, sea freight is probably 80% of the industry because it's a more affordable way to move cargo than air freight. But when you have all that 20% plus all everything that is happening coming sea freight, all of a sudden your entire supply chain just got stuck. And obviously, with COVID being something where nations stop, when a nation stops, everything stops, including the ports and the airports and customs and the offices. So Everything is moving at a very slow pace. And now we are in a situation where if a client wants a container booked, we need to have that booking at least six to eight weeks in advance. When pre-COVID, he could tell me, I have a container ready in the USA and I could be loading that container the following week. Now I have to tell him, you need to give me at least eight weeks in advance for me to place the booking to get a space and then you have your normal transit time. So the way that we are working with our clients is just all based in communication because we are such a, a small organization compared to the big multinationals and our organization is not multi-level. Like we don't have 10,000 managers and 10,000 supervisors. We much have our operators and our manager team. So it's all based on communication. Our clients are informed of everything that happens. Even if there is a delay of one day, seven days, a month, they always, we try to do it on a live tracking. So a lot of people have requested me, why don't you do online tracking? And I said, because a shipment at the moment moves so quickly that maybe by the time that the online tracking picked it up, there's been another change. So our sales team, our customer service team, our operations team, they're on the phone with clients 24-7. And we do that because we deal with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses where we know that any delay is a huge delay for them because it's their life food. So we have increased the amount of communication that we have with our clients by phone, by email, by text messages, 
we're available on weekends at night and that's the only way the information is the only tool that we have to keep our clients up to date and to help them. That's amazing. I think that anytime, for example, when I'm getting something from overseas and I'm looking at the, I just don't even bother looking at it because I think it, <laughs> it doesn't really give me much information actually. And I think that's great service and also so unique. Like there is something very special and very powerful about working with small businesses or smaller organizations because like you say, unlike the large nationals, you guys provide service that is like none other. And it's something that you wouldn't get if you were working with something huge that where it's almost like it's a chain of they're putting it all through this chain of actions. I think that it sounds like you ladies have absolutely changed the way you look at this industry as well. Was it frightening at the start? Like, was there any kind of doubts in the beginning? Or did you guys know that you'd be able to get to over a decade together and still be thriving? And what was it like compared to obviously back then? Like, what were the doubts or were there any doubts? Absolutely. There were a lot of doubts when we jumped into this venture because we could easily just go and get our Monday to Friday, eight to five job and get paid, or we could just jump on it. And it was a leap of faith for all of us, for the four of us to know that everybody else will be there. We never thought we would make it more than five years, (laughs) to be honest with you. We always thought, oh, we'll see and we'll try to see if we can have you know, 10, 20 clients that we can service just enough for the four of us. But we, I think that we impress ourselves with how much work we could put. And during that time that we have done it, we have had babies. We have had, in the meantime, we have had to mix our professional life and our personal life in a way that we just have to make it work because it was pretty much, we need to make this work for us which is giving us the flexibility for all of us to be here at at the same time. But it was very scary as well to jump into the industry where we were always working for an industry that is very male-orientated. So up until now, you see, and I think that in the entire world, just now we have seen the impact that women in management places are making. And when we started, we were always working for places where managers were men and we were just if you were a woman in the international fray you would end up in accounts or in customer service some things where we could just adjust our lifestyle to be able to do our job and then go home and be with the family but it was very scary we've been we have had people that has told us in front and I was like oh well but you're all female company in the freight industry how does it work and our answer is like our answer is well we do logistics at home we from the time that we wake up, we manage to get a family out of the door with lunches, with bags, with everything. And that's logistics. Logistics is just moving, is just getting people organized. And that's what we do. So there's no difference for what we do at home and what we do at work. And since then, I think that we have been very well received in the market. We love working with the small businesses. I have beautiful stories of people that have contacted me saying, I was on maternity leave and I just had this idea. Can you help me? And now I just, I have a beautiful story for one of our clients. She does beautiful gifts. She actually did the gifts for my daughter's teachers last year. And, and she started like that. She was like, I'm on maternity leave. I have this idea. She contacted me via Facebook saying, 
I have seen your post here and there. Can you help me? And I called her and I think that because we have that same mentality, we just click and it's becoming not only on a client service provider relationship, but I can say that she's my friend now. And hopefully she's listening to me because she will get very excited. So shout out to Debbie from Only the, the Sweet Stuff. And it's beautiful to see how that idea has grown and how we can make a difference to the point that she's growing and she's growing in a way that we can grow with her. So yes, I just think that there's always a doubt. There's always a doubt on any decision that you make. Could I do it better? Could I do it different? But I think we have gone with our instincts and just trying to, and sometimes we have made decisions that haven't worked out. So we just have to assume the mistakes and just change the course of the decisions that we have made. And that's how we have run the business up until now. Carolina, that is so amazing. And thank you so much for sharing. I have one last question, which is when you look at, an organization where there's female managers versus where the leaders are mostly male, is there really a big difference? Because I hear it all the time and I, in a way, was lucky. I never experienced that or I never worked in corporate. I've worked in the medical industry, which is very different. But what is the main, like, I guess, difference? Look, to be honest with you, we see a difference in the way that because we have much more in common with a female manager where we can talk about the kids and the pickups and the dropouts and all of that. And I think us girls tend to a little bit talk a little bit more and communicate a little bit more. So we manage to get very good relationships with our clients. And that's going back to the story that I told you before. We actually, we become almost friends with these ladies. We males, well, we do have that relationship, but it's just not the same. Like the relationship is more service provided and client and we need to get this solved. And, and it's a little bit different. We have beautiful male clients out there as well that we have a beautiful relationship with as well. But it's just, I think that for me, from the point of view of sales, I approach different if it's, it's a male than a female, but I think that everybody does. Not everybody can be approach the same way because we are all different even within us girls the way that I talk to you is different the way to I talk to somebody else so I think that more than the gender I think the relationship with males the relationship with females is just a different relationship with each individual and I think that for us we have been very perceptive about each client is different and each client will tolerate different ways to communicate. When I have clients that I joke around all the time, there's clients that I know that I can't be so free on my talk, on my, my speech. I just need to be a little bit more careful. So I think that at the end of the day, what we have discovered is that we just need to make our client feel special and feel that, that we care because we do care. Because the more, every time that I said to a client, just go and sell because the more that you sell, the more that I ship. So the more that you're out there and sell it your stuff, it will benefit me. And as soon as I say that, either male or female, they go, oh, okay, she actually cares. Like, she's not expecting me to spend all this time understanding what international freight is because she does it. So, and we have clients where they said, here's the purchase order. Carolina will look after everything. Plenty C will look after everything. And that's what we want to be. So we alleviate our clients of the pressure of having to deal with international freight. 
but yeah, yeah, we just, I think gender is not a, a big difference when we're talking about the actual service. It's more the personal touch that we want to make and the difference that we want to make in the industry. Thank you so much, Carolina. And it's such an insight to how different it is. And I can see how that would definitely affect the work environment as well, especially when you feel more relaxed and you feel like you're at home. It definitely helps because a lot of the time we want to just get things off our chest, right? And be able to say, hey, I'm actually going to school pickup. It's not that I'm leaving at three o'clock or keeping things to yourself is good, but sometimes it's also like, it's like releasing that pressure a little bit. So everyone's a bit more relaxed to be themselves. Now, Carolina, we are going to wrap up the show with some rapid fire questions. Would you be okay if I share, or if we share with the audience a little bit of insight into you, the Carolina that people don't know about? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Okay. Amazing. Sounds good. So my first rapid fire question would be, what is one thing that you cannot live a single day without, whether it's physical or non-physical? I think that the only single thing that I can live without every single day is is my family. Whether I became a mom three years ago and it's been one of the most amazing experiences that I have had and just not be able to see her. I have to see her. I have to hug her. And she just, when I see her, that she say, I miss you and I love you. That's the only thing that I'm definitely, I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. Amazing. And that leads to my second question very well. Who or what is one thing that inspired you to be the woman who you are today, either doing what you do now or just the person who you are now? I will say that the people that inspire me the most, both professionally and personally, are the three girls that I started playing to save with. We are all, the four of us are so different, but we work together so well that sometimes I see how Anna handles a situation or how Jody handles a situation or how Nikki handles a situation. And they inspire me to learn from that and to be better every day. So I'm inspired by my team every single day. I love that. I think that it is so important, so, so important to be surrounded by the people that inspire you and how amazing that you get to see and be with them all the time and influence each other. That's unreal. And definitely what that's something that I think that anyone would want that. So that's so cool. Carolina, where do you see Plain to See in five years' time? Oh, I would love to see, well, I would like to see the freight industry in general a little bit more stable (laughs) because the craziness of the last three years have added a few gray hairs on everybody's head. I'm talking about here and our clients, but I would like to be able to increase, obviously, every business wants more business because that's what we are in business for. So for me to say that I want more clients is just what happens in every single industry. But I think that I would like to see uh, my little kids in operations and customer service because they're like my babies here. So I would like to see them grow and and get into a a place where we can have a couple of more people coming through. And uh, to be honest with you, we just want to, in five years, we just want to still be together as the team that we are. Great. I love that. I hope to see that too. And I hope to see that there will be more women-led companies 
in male-dominated industries because it's so unique and so different to how things are normally done and there's always good to that. Lastly, what is one thing that you learned recently that changed the way you either do things or that you see the world? I will have to say that especially in the last three years, I have personally and professionally, I have changed my mentality on how to do my job. I have to change the things I was doing because our industry is such an old industry where we used to do everything the old-fashioned way. I used to hardly be in the office because I would be going out there and meeting clients and all of a sudden COVID happened and I couldn't go and see clients. And all of a sudden I was like, what am I going to do? I need to still keep the sales happening and still need to meet new people. And that's when I personally learn and we introduce a plan to see our social media platform. And I started to do more networking online, which it was, it was the first couple of times it was so hard because I, I was like, I can't see the people. I can't see, I can't be face to face, which is so important in our industry. But I have, along the way, I have made wonderful people like yourself and your team that has shown me how we can actually still be in the market and and still have the name spread out with social media. And that's something that I never thought that will happen for me personally. So I have learned how with you and your team, with the team from Thrive and Shine, they have shown me and thank you very much for taking me on board and just showing me and being being so patient about, no, this is how you do it in LinkedIn. Oh, okay. (laughs) And this is what you do it on Facebook. Oh, okay. Because I have no idea about all of these. So just this posture or or we never thought, I never thought that trade and social media will go together, but we have managed to put the name out there and just be known in the market. And I would love for Plenty C to be just one of the first international freight forwarders that I actually saw out there in social media that we are out there. So personally, social media is something that I have been exposed to in the last three years and has supported our business and definitely something that I I have learned and I keep learning every day. Carolina, it has been so good working with you and so good to hear that social media has obviously changed the way you guys do business, especially during the COVID times and lockdowns. And I love seeing you guys thrive online. It brings us so much joy, when, especially when we look at end of month metrics and we see what posts did the best, what posts performed super well compared to the others. And we love showcasing community as well and the work that you guys do in the community. It's fantastic. So I'm super glad to hear that. Carolina, is there any one last message or anything else that you'd like to share with the audience today? My message to the audience will be, don't be scared about taking a risk and doing things differently. I know that sometimes we get a little bit too comfortable in our own chairs, but to everybody out there thinking about doing that jump or having that idea that I have a great idea, but, and I was like, just overcome the buts because once you're on the other side, it's so rewarding. And obviously, if you have an idea that includes international freight, just feel free to contact me because I'll be more than happy to help you from beginning to end and be with you in that journey. Thank you so much, Carolina, and so great having you on the show. For anyone that wants to know more about Plane to Sea or get in touch with Carolina about anything to do with freight, delivery, and all of that whole world of things, 
reach out, make sure that you connect with her. All her details will be in our show notes as well. Thank you, Carolina, again for your time. It's been so good having you. Thank you so much, Phoebe, and thanks for the invitation once again. Pleasure.